Hello, James. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am very, very well. And I'm so excited that we're doing our first tarot series tonight. I know. And second podcast. Second episode, anyway. (laughs) Yes. So much to celebrate. That is so exciting. (laughs) Because we've been pushing it back so much. (laughs) Yes. Well, life Life gets in the way sometimes, but oh well. Exactly. It's happening now. now. And I'm excited because of how we decided to do this series. So we will have three cards each week. Mm -hmm. And yes, tonight we're starting with the Fool, the Magician and the High Priestess. That's right? Yes, exactly. And I would advise uh, if any of our listeners doesn't uh, is not familiar with tarot, if they can maybe go on Google and just see how the cards look, if they don't have... Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So let's start with our first card, the Fool. You go. Yes. Okay. So um, if any of you are not familiar with the tarot the deck that is most commonly used is called the rider weight so if you're a beginner it's a really good one to start with because it's the one that has um, the most symbolism in terms of colors in terms of images and such um, that relate to the meaning of the card um, because... for years and I, I completely like I, I love the other decks but I just can't separate myself from it I love it yeah exactly because the thing is like it's just it's 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 absolutely perfect um, and yeah I think it's like such a good way to learn the tarot because um, if you learn from what you see on the image it's easier to remember than to just be like, okay, this is what it says in the book. And so I'm going to learn that by heart. If you can actually match the meaning with the image, then when you're reading the tarot, you're like, oh, yes, I remember this element. And so that's helping me with interpreting interpreting <laughs> the card. Yeah. So when it comes to the full, it's obviously the first card of the deck, but the number on it is actually zero. So um, in terms of that, it's like almost like the start before the start. It's like the absolute point of um, the beginning of something. So um, when you look at the image on the card, you have the character, the foal, that is standing on the edge of a cliff. And it looks like it's about to he's about to just step off um, (laughs) the cliff. Um, But he's not looking like he's particularly scared about it he's just looking up and looking very kind of like almost like naive and innocent and full of so much face that he doesn't even look at where he's stepping (laughs) (laughs) he also has um a little baton on top of his that he's holding on his shoulder and it has a little bag um at the end of it it's very light as you can see so he's traveling with very little it's um, funny because when you said that uh, for that little bag, what word did you use? Baton? <laughs> you know what I heard? I heard a Louis Vuitton and I was like, okay, that's that's a fancy fool, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, why not? 
Oh, I wish. Um, so, yeah, so he has this little bag at the end of it. Um, he also holds a white rose. And um, so in the original deck, I believe he also has a little um, white dog following him around. Yeah. So in terms of the meaning of that, there's loads to unravel. But obviously the first would be the action that he's undertaking. So as I was literally just saying, he's stepping off a cliff. Like he looks like he's just about to step off a cliff, but he's completely unconcerned about it. Um, So the meaning of this is that it's the very beginning of a new journey for that character. Um, and he's taking it with faith. He's not, he's traveling with very light baggage, luggage, whatever. So he really has like this sense of like starting a new being, like not being held back by maybe previous experiences that were painful or whatever. He's in pure faith. And so he's stepping off the cliff cliff because he knows that whatever happens, he's going to be taken care of. Um, the thing is, like, you also don't see the foot of the cliff, so it might be a very big one. It might also be just a very tiny one, and the reason why he's so unafraid is because it's only a small step, but from a different perspective, it looks like a really big step. So I think a big message from that card is that you need to have a little faith when you start something new, but the kind of, like not necessarily negative side of it but the things that you might want to ask yourself are still like am I you know am I being a bit too careless like that's the kind of like the reversed side of it would be like being completely careless and being a bit too adventurous in things and not really asking yourself certain questions before you start off because as great as it is to begin something new um, with faith, you still have to have a little bit of preparation so that you don't completely fall, fall on your face. Um, but the other images, so the white rose, I think, is a little bit about, again, like innocence and trust. Um, and then the little dog following him around is like, at the end of the day, he's not completely alone in that journey. And so he has a little companion uh, to come with him so it's also that sense of like um a loyal lo- yeah like you there, there is there is some something someone with you that you can count on someone who's loyal um but at the same time it's a journey that only you can take so it's good to have people around you but you can't expect to lean on them all the time you have to do it for yourself yes exactly and I would add, uh, looking at the Rider weight uh, deck, of course, mm-hmm. I always find it very interesting to look at the colors. And in this yeah. first card of the Fool, the, the yellow color is, is very dominant. Yes. And the color, it's very bright. And it's also the color of the, um, the solar plexus, obviously, which is uh, courage, which is self-confidence, self-esteem. So yeah. really encourages you to to dig deep inside of you and see if, if you need to work more on some self-esteem issues and some courage issues before getting um, starting that new step. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a very, very good point. I think there's quite a lot of red as well in that one. 
Yeah. Um, so I think there was also maybe this sense of the sacral chakra and making sure that you're really rooted in yourself. Yes, yes, rooted, totally. Um, shall we move on to the magician? Sure. Okay, so when it comes to the magician, um, in terms of the imagery, so you have the character standing in the center of the card um, holding a wand that is pointing up and then the other hand is pointing down. There is a table in front of that magician um, with four items that actually uh, relate to the other, uh, to the minor arcana. And so the four major series in the um, major arcana or families, which are the wands, the swords, the pentacles, and the cups. And each of them also relates to a specific element. So wands are for fire, swords are for air, pentacles are for earth, and cups are for water. And so the fact that he has um, all of these elements on his table means that he has all of the tools that he needs to work his magic. Um, I believe the table is also covered in a cloth, a red cloth, um, and it also um, on the front of the table is noted as above, so below, which is kind of like reminding of the gesture that he's doing, pointing up with one hand and down with the other. Yes. Um, there is also an infinity symbol above his head. And around him, there are two types of flowers. There are red roses and white um, Oh lilies i was like what's the name of that flower yeah. again i had it in french and then i was like oh no um <laughs> what is it in french um lis oh pretty fleur de lis um so yeah so it's uh again i think um a, a big color in that one is the yellow as well right yes and the red and we have a lot of red too yeah loads of yellow and red as well so this card is card number one. So that's the beginning of the journey of the fall. Because um, that's one, one way to look at the tower as well, is that the major arcana is actually a journey that the fall is taking and encountering certain characters that kind of like teach him certain lessons. So when it comes to the magician, um, so first of all, because it the magician has all of these um items on his table which represent the four elements it means that he already has all of the things that he needs to work his magic um his stance also is very powerful he's standing very straight so he's um he's a character that's asserting his will over himself he's able to realize his own potential um, he's got a very clear and concise intention and goals, um, a very dynamic personality. And so because, because he's so centered in himself, his, he has this ability to, he, and, and he knows he has this ability to bring into the world his ideas, which is, again, with the stance, his, his hand pointing up, towards the heavens or whatever the universe means that he is connected to 
the realm of ideas and of concepts and of creating um and and then he is this kind of conductor because then his second hand is pointing down and so he's this conductor of whatever is happening in the realm of ideas and he's bringing them into life through himself and with the help of the tools on his table so with the help of all the elements and because those elements also relate to certain qualities so cups for example are for being able to be with one's emotions um swords are all about ideas and um intellectual pursuits spiritualism then you have pentacles so pentacles are for the earth and so they are for material things um they are for financial stability and abundance and then you have the ones which is fire which is creativity so when you put all of those together that's where you really can uh bring that magic together so again as is said on the table as above so below taking the ideas from above and bringing them below into reality um, yeah. so yeah the magician is a very very powerful um character who's who just knows what they're doing and they have this ability to transform ideas into reality and i believe and the the flowers also have to do with this concept of um Bro abundance growth and abundance yes and also yes like you say the magician he's very sure in his power yeah so often when when i get this card i i often ask myself because obviously as the magician mm -hmm. we all have the power to create our reality from our yeah. idea so getting it you should ask your, yourself the question how am i holding myself back Exactly. Yes, exactly. So this is a, a good reflection to, to get when you, when you get this card. Yeah, I think, yeah, when it comes to the reverse meaning or the shadow meaning of that card is kind of like reflecting upon, are you maybe sometimes holding yourself back? Like, are you making up your own limitations? Um, exactly. uh, so, yeah, I think... I think there's a there's a big sense of that. Like, are you are you really trying as hard as you as you can, or are you kind of telling yourself, "Oh no, I can't do this because this and this and that," and kind of like making excuses? I think. Yes, totally. Okay, good. We're we're moving fast. Um, yeah. So then this the third card, which happens to be number two, because as as we said, it starts with zero, is the High Priestess. Um, Ooh, one of my favorites. Yeah, the High Priestess is such a beautiful character. So in the original deck, it's a woman sitting um, on a throne, but you don't really see the throne as much, but you do see that she has a big headdress. She has a big flowy gown that's like there's a lot of blue and a lot of white colors. She, she sits between two pillars, one black and one white. And she holds um, something that lo looks like a, an old parchment um, that I believe as it says tarot. Um, yeah. and so there is, if you look at it, there's a lot of imagery about the moon as well. So there's a moon at the bottom of her feet 
And also her gown looks like it turns into waves what? and yeah. water. Yeah. And then I, I believe behind her there's also um, sort of tapestry with pineapples on it. Yes. Yes. Um, so that's the main description of that card. And so basically one of the reasons why there's a big imagery around the moon and those white and blue colors is because it's it's one of the expressions of the divine feminine totally. um, but it has this um element of darkness of but not in a bad way it's more of a deep knowledge um having intuition so it's very um connected to the lo lunar cycles to inner knowledge Um, and to really taking time in silence to kind of like give your soul the time to evolve. Um, there's also, because of that parchment, um, so it has to do with knowledge and the tapestry behind her is kind of like the knowledge that she has that is not necessarily accessible to the rest of the world without some inner work so the reason why she's a priestess is because she's done all of that inner work and so she's very aware of her inner self um, she's very authentic um, she also represents because there's this big um, there's this big symbolism around water again um, she is very talented um, she, she represents yeah she represents someone who's very talented again that has to do with the lunar um, imagery and so she but the thing is like she's very silent she doesn't she doesn't force anyone into doing this work however if you want to do this work on your inner self she's here to help you with that knowledge and she kind of like she kind of she can be this um, initiator and she will help you get to know yourself better and everything but she will never force anyone to do that work she's here to help and as you progress she will help you and give you certain insights that you know that you need but she won't give you everything at once because again she knows what is behind this tapestry and she knows that people need to go through it step by step because otherwise it can be in an in a in a work can be very um challenging and especially because it has this imagery around like darkness it's very related to shadow work to bringing to light the things that we can be very uncomfortable oh, yeah. with and so this is why it's it's the kind of work that you can't just do overnight like you you have to do it bit by bit and you have to be patient um and again it's it's one of those things that you you have to do it yourself no one else can do it for you as well And the fact also that it's so connected to the lunar, like you say, imagery, the lunar cycles, it's here to remind us that we, we do the work, but just like the moon, it always goes back to its dark phase and goes back to its light phase again. So it's a reminder that the work never stops. You never really like, you don't do shadow work and then you come out of it. No, you will come back to it some other day and do some more work and then come back again to your to enjoy that work you did you know it's like it's like the lunar cycle you you do a little you grow then you you come back you grow you come back it's normal 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think it also reminds you of those phases just in life as well, that sometimes you have times of growth, regardless of, you know, the inner work that you're doing. Sometimes there will be times of expansion and growth in your life. And then sometimes times of a bit more darkness and rest. And again, like kind of uh, really learning to honor you, um, honor that for yourself and just be like, oh, you know, maybe I'm in a slightly darker time and it's okay and I can work on it and then I can get out of it again. Um, it's really, it's really funny because it reminds me of this um, personal development course that I've been doing with um, Catherine Zinkina. So yeah. the, the course is called um, Manifestation Babe Academy. So I joined it in January this, no, February this year. Um, so that was the first time ever that she was opening it and now I'm doing it again and so there's this one class I can't remember which one but I really I really liked it she was talking about shadow work and the fact that so sometimes as well people get stuck in there and so they keep doing shadow work and shadow work and more shadow work and they kind of forget to go back to real life and also enjoy the the fruit of their labor and so what really made me laugh is that she <laughs> Because like basically doing shadow work is like clearing the bad stuff out of you. And so she did this metaphor of saying, you know, like it's like going to the toilet. But pe some people stay on the toilets for too long. <laughs> and yeah. I, I really like that. Like, you know, there's there's a time for for self-reflection. But there's also a time to to remember that you're not just a soul. You're a soul in a human body. So you're also here to enjoy human life absolutely yes it's, yeah so yeah i think what do you have anything else to say about those cards no i think we covered it up so yes getting this card is about inner wisdom trusting your intuitions yeah believing in your own power in your own knowledge and also accepting your different phases just like the moon we all have different phases exactly um but yeah so since we still have a little bit of time to go i think what would be really nice is like to give people some tips on how to use tower cards as well so why don't you talk, talk to us a little bit more about how you use tower cards on your altar for example i think that's really that's really interesting how you sometimes you know you get a card that really speaks to you about something so you keep it on your altar for a little while Oh, yes, absolutely. Or sometimes I don't even, it's not, sometimes I don't even shuffle and take the one I, I pick, the mm -hmm. one that falls out. But for example, sometimes I just reflect and think, oh, I need the energy of, let's say the, well, let's start with the three cards we did today. Mm -hmm. I need the energy of the magician today. And then mm -hmm. I up the magician from my deck and stick it on my altar and meditate on it reflect on it uh yeah. work with its energy for the few days that i need it and so yeah. on yeah exactly that's that's such a good that's such a good trick to kind of like have it and be like okay like this is what i need to remind myself and to like this is the energy I need for the next few days. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. I think it's great. And I think also uh, many people, oh dear, I have one time we will speak about this in a podcast, but I mm -hmm. have this friend who is very religious and I love him very dearly, but he sometimes can be a little bit pushy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like, it's incredible how the, 
the idea people sometimes have about tarot, like, oh, why yeah. do you want to know your future, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to know my future. Like, yes, some people do. And some people ask about that to tarot, but you don't necessarily have to do that. Sometimes you can just ask before opening your deck, ask, how do I feel today? Or what yeah. do I need to know today? Or, you know, it can be just as simple, but go very deep at the same time. Because no, we don't always need to know if we're going to buy that new car next month. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I, th I think tarot, like, because it, it really depends on how you approach it. So, yeah, some people really want to go down that, like, divination side of it. But before that, the tarot can even just be a guide. And it can just be a few cards that ask you questions about things that you might want to reflect on. It can just be, you know, you, you pull one card instead of, you know, you don't need to have to do a, a full spread, especially when you're a beginner. Maybe just one, two, one, two or three cards is always a very good way to start and be like, okay, like, these are the cat cards I got. This is the meaning of each card. Like, what does it ask me? about where I'm going right now and what I need to do. Like, so for example, if you get the high priestess, which is all about inner knowledge and accepting your cycles, then you can ask yourself, do I trust myself? Do I really listen to my intuition? Do, do I trust my cycles or do I try to like force myself, you know, to always be productive or is it the other way around? And do I always feel bad and never take action? That could be with the magician as well. Do I always um do i always find excuses for as for as a reason why i can't do certain things so yeah you don't have to use the tarot necessarily as a divination tool but it can just be a little guide and just around a reminder to just do a little bit of self-reflection every once in a while exactly and it's such a beautiful a beautiful and loyal friend to have by your side oh yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> So which cards are we going to do next week? It's going to be the Emperor, the Empress, and uh, no, the yes. Hero. Yeah, so the Empress would be card number four, but actually like the number three, again, because we start at zero. Yeah. Then we have the Emperor as uh, number four, and then the Hierophant as number five. Yeah, you know what? I'm just going to go with the numbers of the cards instead of just explaining every time. So... The full is zero. Everything after that goes. <laughs> so, yes, exactly. Um, so, yeah. So the Empress, the Emperor and the Hierophant, which are really, really big cards as well um, in the major Alcana. Yes. So let's keep going like this. Every week we will explain three cards. And then by the time we've done our series, we will start doing readings. Yeah, and we yeah, and we, we still have a way to go because there's the minor arcana after that, and oh, the minor yeah. arcana takes a while to go through. But it's such, it's really good because like I remember when I started doing tarot, I was looking for books to um to find out more about it, and at the time I think I was like thirteen or fourteen or something like that, and there were so many places and so many books where they would only do the major arcana. Okay. And I think it's a little bit strange. Like, I think nowadays, like people are better at going with the entire thing because the major arcana are big cards about major things in life. Whereas 
the minor arcana is a bit more like the details in your life so it's more like the day-to-day things so you know if you do let's say like a seven card spread or a 10 card spread with only major arcana it gets a little bit confused i think because there's just too much big stuff whereas if you have all of the cards then you have the details and the more like refined day-to-day advice to take action i think on on everything else absolutely um so yeah i think i think the minor arcana is also very important um and if not sometimes it's more i feel like it's almost more important that the major arcana because again major arcana being such big things it's a card that applies for i think a, a longer period of time in your life whereas a minor arcana could be more about something a bit more specific if that makes sense Exactly. I abs- I love the minor arcana. I mean, I really love it, especially the page and the kings and the queens and the knights. I, I love, I absolutely love it. Yeah. And, it, and it's really funny because like when you get more acquainted with all of those cards, you start picking your favorites. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you kind of like, I, I don't know, like Athena and I have like so many like inner jokes about like, oh my God, I hope it's not like the five of pentacles or something like that. Like there's a few cards as well where you're just like, oh my God, I hope not that. But when you get them, you're like, okay, <laughs> that means I have something to clearly figure out with this one. <laughs> totally. Also, I would suggest uh, our... Uh, beautiful listeners to maybe get um a little book not a book a journal mm-hmm, yes start journaling a little bit on these cards like for example today those three cards the fool the magician the high priestess maybe journal a little bit on how they made you feel when you heard about them and uh what reflections came up it will help you get more familiar with the cards Exactly. And and again, like if you have the original deck, it's always a good one to learn. And then what I love to do when I get a new deck is to kind of like compare it to the original and see, you know, if all of the symbolism is here or if some of it is missing or if sometimes it's interpreted a little bit different as well. It's, yeah. it's really and, and when you start doing that, like you really start appreciating each card, but also each version of the card, depending on the deck and how its meaning can change a little bit from one image to the next. Absolutely. Well, well I think great. we're done. <laughs> that was, re- I love this. I really, really love this. Me too. It's, oh, I loved, I, I could talk about the tarot all night long. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to go upload this now. <laughs> Yes, and I'm going to be on a call with you anyway, so you're going to ask me a million questions. <laughs> yes, about how to upload it, absolutely. Exactly, but um, yeah, just before we go, I just wanted to say thank you to anyone who listened to us again. I think it's 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 so much fun to do this, um, and, you know, if if it brings anything to you, just let us know, because it's, it's, it's always nice to get feedback as well. We love getting feedback and we're so grateful for you listening to us. It's Absolutely. a really beautiful journey to share with you. All right. Well, then thank you very much and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Next week. Mwah. Bye.